0: We have so many new challenges around using AI, because it's not only about the business performance, it's also about brand risk, because uh, algorithm could expose you to a lot of biases. Like there's the famous uh, case of uh, when uh, Apple, the Apple card rejected, uh, or uh, was biasing a male over female regarding the level of credit that he was willing to get, to put. So there is biases, there's compliance, there are so many new risks, that come with AI, that Superwise is here to solve them and to let organisations to scale effectively while reducing those risks.
1: Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by Jay Ventures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley, In partnership with Loomitech, sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, Opwest Labs, Synergy Global, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, Birthright Excel, Serona Partners, and in media partnership with C-Tech. Hello, hello, and welcome to 20-Minute Leaders. Today, we are in the AI space. Meet Oren Razon, the co-founder and CEO of Superwise, the leading platform for model observability. With over 15 years of experience leading the development, deployment, and scaling of ML products, Oren is an expert ML practitioner specializing in MLOps tools and practices. Previously, Oren managed machine learning activities at Intel's ML Center and operated a machine learning boutique consulting agency, helping leading tech companies such as Sisense, Gong, AT&T, and others to build their machine learning-based products and infrastructure. Alden Razon, welcome to 20 Minute Leaders, the co-founder and CEO of Superwise AI. Thank you very much for being here. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. I'm quite excited to be here. You know, there's this new thing that, that popped up in the last few years called machine learning. Very few people have heard of it by now, but uh, but you chose to to spend your, your career at this point uh, dealing with it um, and um, really looking at, at a natural problem that has emerged as algorithms developed and we have these different use cases that have become common to many different organizations. We have these uh, these black box algorithms that we just inherently accept and we put in, but we don't really know what's happening. And this is part of the problem that you're tackling with Superwise AI. So Owen, I'm I'm excited to talk to you about your own background, about Superwise, about this greater challenge that we're dealing with. Thank you very much for being here. Yeah,
0: great. So thank you for the having me, and yeah, exactly. I think as you said, in the recent years, everybody talk about machine learning, but actually, you know, the basic concepts of it were there already for a long time. Back then, I think 17 years ago, 20 years ago, we were calling it data mining or statistics or any other uh, non-sexy you know sexy name <laughs> that you can find. And I think that's uh, maybe to talk a bit about my background. I think that I'm always saying that I'm doing supervised for the last 17 years. Because uh, as a software engineer that started at Intel, actually, we founded like a small group of people that thought that the idea of doing something with data mining on top of data could be interesting, could be interesting for a great company like Intel, uh, where I was uh, starting my, you know, my official uh, uh, (laughs) grown-up job. And. Quite fast, we saw that we could do quite an amazing stuff and we could actually solve, you know, strategic stuff for Intel. So quite fast, we were evolving from being five people doing some kind of initiative that nobody heard about to the beating the competitive center of machine learning for Intel globally. And that's what quite an exciting experience seeing that, you know, as a it was like being a small startup inside a giant like Intel. So you have the back and you have the ability to to execute, but we were like building things from scratch and seeing what we could do with machine learning. So I was doing that for a lot of time and then I've decided to go outside and to help other companies to achieve the same. So I've started to work, I've started my own data science service company, helping other companies to start and, you know, embrace, embrace AI and to start and put it in real life because everybody wanted to start to do that, but nobody really knew how to do that. So I've helped other companies to do the research and to do the heavy lifting and seeing it over and over and over again that companies really understand that the potential of AI is huge and AI is really becoming core business inside any core business operation, whether you're doing your marketing based on it, whether you're a bank that decide how to spend uh, or to approve loans or whether you're a gaming company, it's a cross vertical. Everybody really starts to do that. But seeing it from the first hand, from the trenches, that whenever it really comes to production, and whenever you really need to start and use it, like people pouring a lot of money to develop the algorithms, but whenever the rubber the road, whenever you need to start and see the value out of it, then like everybody starts to <laughs> hesitate. Wait a minute. Will I let this black box to drive my business? And after seeing that of over and over again, working with companies like AT&T, Plaid Materials, Sysets, others, and seeing that everybody's struggling with the same issue, I've decided to fund Superwise. So it was really seeing that from the trenches for so many years uh, until I uh, thought, hey, that's a great idea. We need to do something about it. And that's what really led me with the mission to help to bridge the gap between the technology and the ability to use AI and leverage AI to the ability to really to trust it and to bring uh, the optimal results to the business without
1: the inherent risk that comes with AI. Talk to me about the risk. So, what are the challenges of just using this black these black box solutions? Um, and and I'll and I'll make an analogy of this because you know let's say when I use and when I when I use software like Salesforce right or any software for that matter. You know, I have somebody to talk to and and I have this offering, I don't necessarily know what's happening in the back end, but I know that it sort of works because others are using it and it has a lot of, you know, customers or people cited the algorithm, etc. What is the difference between that and, you know, using one of those out-of-the-box algorithms in machine learning?
0: Cool. So I think the analogy for other software type of application is a great analogy because... If you will take it, if you will go and ask some software engineer from the street, uh, will he deploy something to production without putting some kind of a monitoring, he will tell you, hell no, I must put something to make sure that the CPU is okay, that the memory is okay, everything is functional and everything is working. So, of course, whenever we let software to drive our business, we want to be sure that it's working as expected. Now... I think that while 10 years ago, the methodology and the tools around DevOps were really on the rise to let us build better software faster in a more scalable way, which part of it also means to gain full observability. I think we're experiencing the same things exactly now in the ML ecosystem. We're seeing more and more companies that want to embrace AI, want to do that faster in a much more standard way. And still to have, you know, full confidence that it will work as expected. So we see the need for model observability, which means it's not enough because AI is a new type of software. It's not enough to understand that it's working from a factual perspective. You really need to understand whether it's work as expected. Because if in the past, for example, if I'm a bank and I was using it in the past, for uh, using some kind of a basic rule engine to decide whether to approve or to reject loan, it was very simple for me to understand whether it's working or not. But now when the algorithm is leveraging so many data points, it could be dozens, hundreds, or even thousands of different data points, and then it used some kind of advanced, you know, mathematical calculation that even the data scientist is not sure how it behaves exactly mm-hmm. to produce results, there is high risk. The the dependency on that, like there is the potential of using and leveraging the data, but it comes with the risk. It means that you're totally dependent on your data. So if something will start to change, for example, COVID, the behavior will change of the external world, or maybe even something internally, something in your internal technical pipelines will change and something that you were using to get in one format changed to a different format, the algorithm will still work from a functional perspective but the quality of this, of this his decisions will be very low. And you know, the problematic thing about it is that you won't know about it until it's too late because algorithms are doing what we want them to do. They are predicting stuff that we'll discover later on. So they will approve the loans. And after a few months or even years, you will start to understand that your business was impacted from taking a lot of approving a lot of loans that shouldn't have been approved from, from the first place. So just... That's just one example, but we have so many new challenges around using AI, because it's not only about the business performance, it's also about brand risk, because an algorithm could expose you to a lot of biases, like there's the famous uh, case of uh, when uh, Apple, the Apple card rejected uh, or uh, was biasing a male over females regarding the level of credit that he was willing to get to put. So there is biases, there's compliance. There are so many new risks that come with AI that Superwise is here to solve them and to let organizations to scale
1: effectively while reducing those risks. One of the things that uh, that, that you know I've been thinking about that you said was this idea that you know if we're looking at most processes around the world or that we're, that we're used to, if something changes along the way, something changes about the world as we know it about the situation oftentimes the process will break, right? I mean, when we'll, we'll be forced to make those adjustments. And what you're saying is really interesting is, it, is that the, some of the problems with these algorithms is that you know something may change about the world. Some very fundamental premise that we understood changes and nothing will change in terms of the process. The output will be different and, and it will be very difficult to get alerted when, when something changes. And it could be even minor changes some minor changes could have a ripple effect and make tremendous business implications. It could mean obviously disastrous effects. Uh, but 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 I think the what you're alluding to also also these minor changes are just as dangerous because essentially, it means a lack of control and it means a lack of ability to actually know what's happening. Tell me about Superwise as a company. So how do you actually go and and tackle this problem of observability through these algorithms?
0: Um so, the way that we tackle it is actually, again, looking on the ecosystem of developing machine learning applications and embracing AI at high scale at enterprises. We see that companies use all kinds of different platforms to develop the algorithms. So we're not there. We're not part of the research environment. We need the researchers, the data scientists to develop the same way that they're used to develop their algorithms. We are, We know how to provide model observability as a service, which means that instead of giving the teams internally, again, whenever we come to a new potential customer, he didn't add Superwise before that, he had to develop. After he deployed to production, it was enough to then do that you need to monitor that. So we started to develop all kinds of dashboards internally. So we come with our solution. We know how to integrate to any kind of platform. So you are still totally independent on Superwise in the ability to deploy your machine learning in the way that you want to deploy it. And we know to connect with a super easy connection to any kind of platform in five minutes and to show them value immediately. And value, it means that, first of all, you gain visibility. Once you connect to Superwise, immediately you get eyes into production. You would understand what is the performance of your uh, machine learning-based process. You understand what is the level of quality of data that come in. You understand what is the level of risk that your algorithm is now exposed to. You understand what biases occur at the moment. Uh, You talked about uh, all those things that go under the radar. That's a super important thing because I gave earlier the example of COVID. So COVID is a very uh, classical example to understand the the idea that things could change and things could uh, start to behave differently. But actually, when you talk about COVID, everybody knew that COVID is changing stuff, but with our customers, a key ability in Superwise is to understand all those things that go under the radar, which means we know to pinpoint and to say, you know what, not only that I could measure the performance, the quality and everything, I could tell you and monitor and detect stuff on a very high resolution to tell you, you know what, for specific subpopulation that live in a specific area in United States that uh, as a specific demographic, your algorithm is now underperforming. So we, ga- we give them the visibility in a super high resolution and also the automation around it to reduce the level of noise and to be able to detect those issues as they occur. And then, of course, to lead them with the troubleshoot and the resolution process until it's being fixed.
1: Talk to me a little bit about timing, because... Um... You know, un- undoubtedly, this is the the age of AI, or or per- perhaps we're not even there yet, but but we think we're there yet. But in any case, we see AI proliferation. You know, it, it's it's astounding how many organizations are are making use of these algorithms, and we have an abundance of these algorithms, and so obviously there is a market for this. But but why is this the right time for supervised AI to emerge and to grow?
0: That's a good question that I think I've asked myself so many times when I've studied supervised. And I think uh, if the problem was there 10 years ago, so there wasn't a place for supervisors because there was already a solution out there. I think it's a great timing because the problem is already there. The market is already very big. Like you you can see so many companies, especially enterprises that leverage already AI inside their core business operation. But actually it's Still an emerging growing market that's growing exponentially every day because the market mature, everybody start to do AI. Companies that didn't did AI before started to do that right now. Even the ones that are doing that, starting to use it for more and more use cases, because once you saw that well, you get appetite and then you want to use it for your marketing department, for your sales department. So everybody start to do AI even more. And as we speak, because of those new challenges, even regulations start to kick in and the European uh, committees just started to form a new standard regulation around what you should do whenever your company leverage AI inside your business. So the fact that all of those things are already there, but actually forming right now, it's a great environment for us as a startup to build ourselves, to be the product, to work with our customers closely, to make sure that we're building the right product for this new amazing market. And to be thought leaders and market leaders as this market mature and become, you know, uh, the standard tool uh, in the coming few weeks. In the coming few weeks,
1: for any company that leverage AI. And so, it's not necessarily just limited to to companies that are leveraging out of the box algorithms. It's it's essentially because you can you just say, okay, well, any any functional team within an organization that is developing an algorithm that is becoming the effective black box for the organization. And perhaps the people that are looking at the the insights from Superwise, they don't even need to necessarily be those same machine learning engineers. They can be data analysts, even on other functional teams of the organization that have a deeper understanding of where the data is coming in and where the data leaves later on, and not necessarily the mathematicians that are that are writing the algorithm, right? And that's something quite exciting, what you're saying right now, because the number of
0: stakeholders that are being involved in the process of what we are calling mode observability has like an amazing potential. Because right now, mostly we're talking about the technology teams that are still owning the process and still everybody look on them when something is not working. But actually, we start to experience it ourselves and with our customers that we see that the risk analysts, the marketing analysts, Everybody from the business start to ask, you know what, maybe I'm not the person that will uh, fix the algorithm, but if you know about something that is misbehaving, if you know about a specific subpopulation that our model, which means that actually our business is underperforming, I want to know about it because we are monitoring not only the black box from a technical perspective, we are actually being monitored. We are monitoring the business process, which means there are so many potential stakeholders. And we, and as I mentioned earlier, even regulation will start to kick in. So we have compliance officers, we have security officers. We have so many potential stakeholders that start to emerge and start to understand that uh, having observability about the process that it's being driven by AI is also their problem and they need to be aware of it and they
1: want to consume our insights. And so as you're deploying the Superwise platform across different organizations, what, what, are, what are the ways in which you're measuring the success of this platform? Besides, obviously, being able to alert when something is happening, which, which obviously would be a strong KPI, but, but what are different things that, you would, that, that would make you feel valuable to an organization as you're deploying and obviously you want to get there as quickly as possible? So I think that the main KPI, as you said, is
0: to alert about stuff that Happening and the way to measure it is actually the reduce the time to f- detect and fix issues. For example, some of our customers uh, in the fintech or marketing tech industries, it took them sometimes two to three months just to discover an issue, mm-hmm. and then it took them at least two to three weeks to analyze and understand what happened and to solve it. So reducing that time is our main KPI: the ability to detect stuff and instead of fixing it, detecting it and fixing it after three months to do that after one day. So that's amazing. That's the most promising business KPI. But then come like the secondary KPS, which I think are interesting, not, uh, uh, not less than the primary one, which are any monitoring company know that one of the things that could kill your value proposition is noise, is alert ratio, alert fatigue. Yes. In in order to try and catch those issues, we'll alert every day about so many things. Nobody will use it. So a very important KPI for us is not only to show that we are able to capture those issues, but we can do that with a very low false positive rate. And that's really rely about a lot about our technology, rely about all kind of internal statistical algorithms that we leverage in order to make sure that we know about uh, how to detect anomalies the right way and how to uh, fix them. So that's something super important. And the second thing that we see as an important step is the fact that now that you have visibility to production using Superwise, the ability to develop new algorithms is really an iterative task, which means that now that we started to be there in production, we see that data scientists are starting to use Superwise to start and plan their next iteration of model development. Because now, instead of leaning on beliefs. I think that it's time to retrain our algorithm. They could use Superwise to take those uh, decisions, which is quite amazing uh, and understanding that you could flip the order of things. You could start with production first mindset and then to go and develop the algorithm in a better way.
1: Incredible. Oren, oh, this, this is such an enjoyable conversation. We, we barely scratched the surface of, of AI observability model and, um, model understanding and and pattern behavior, but but most importantly, I think to take away from this conversation is this idea of of focus and control over what's happening. And as the world shifts more and more towards complex technologies and algorithms, um the 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 dissonance between those that understand it and the those that don't grows, people that make use of these algorithms today, a lot of them don't necessarily understand the math behind it or have the right tools and skill sets to analyze them. These same algorithms are then being used to affect anything in our daily life, from credit score to loans to insurance to, to e-commerce deliveries, anything, right? And so I think that um, if we're looking at impact, uh, definitely Superwise is an impact company. Uh, and so thank you very much for taking this time to share with me. And uh, thank you very much. Thank you, Rubekhar. Thank you. I'm going to go